What is up, besties? Happy freaking new year. It has been a minute and I, I'll be very transparent. I needed a break from the podcast just with life, things going on, craziness, traveling, going through some personal stuff, but I am back and I'm so excited because I have so much inspiration and I hope that even with the new year and everything, you know, everybody getting so geared up, so motivated, I still want you to be hopefully being kind to yourself in that process, whatever your goals are, you know, definitely set high goals, set, follow your dreams, whatever that is, whatever speaking to you, chase after it. But we want to be realistic. We want to create a plan, right? So that's what I'm here to help you to do today. That's kind of what I want to talk about is fat loss in general, because we know that's what people have on their minds this first month of the year, this, you know, especially post-holiday, maybe you're not feeling good in your skin. I want to give you the real raw kind of breakdown of what's really going to matter because I don't want you to be the girl who loses her period, who loses her mind, who becomes crazy, who develops disordered eating habits because she's a slave to super low calories and intense workouts. Like that's just not it. Believe me, I've done that, been there, done that. We don't want to go down that road. So we kind of want to find the minimum effective dose of what we do need to focus on, what's really going to matter. What is that foundation that I really need to start focusing on if I want long-term sustainable change. And I'm going to give you a lot of info in this episode. So I want you to either take notes, pause me, put me on 1.2 speed and listen a couple times. And we're going to just kind of go through, I'm going to focus on each individual piece a little bit. But if you have further questions, dive into other episodes because I talked about all of this or almost all of these pieces individually as well. So this is not going to be a super, super deep dive, but it is going to be a general overview of foolproof fat loss and body recomposition. If that's your goal, buckle up because we're going to get into it. So number one is something that we really can't avoid, but there's a lot of nuance here and that's a calorie deficit. Okay. Yes, it is important. We need to be in an energy deficit so that our body is burning more calories than we are consuming. Now there are many ways we can go about this, but what I would recommend if you are like lost in the sauce, track your macros or your calories most of the time. If a calorie deficit or calories in general, the the units of energy that our body uses for fuel, if that is a new concept to you, I want you to just get awareness around food, around nutrition. Pre-track some days. Plug in a day. Honestly, what you could do before you even go down that road is plug in a day, plan out a day that you would normally eat. Look at what the macro breakdown is. Where are you at in terms of protein, carbs, fats? Those are the macros that are going to make up your food totals for the day, your total calories. I'm not telling you to eat as little as possible. I'm telling you to create a calorie deficit. And really, this only applies to you if you've already been eating enough to begin with. If you've never tracked your calories and you've just been kind of eating on a whim, you probably have been eating enough. If you've been intentionally restricting, you've been on the low carb train, you're doing all this, you might already be in a calorie deficit and there are other episodes for you under reverse dieting. But if you are just the average Joe general population and you have been not paying attention to what you've been eating, you've probably been getting enough calories or just not the right balance of macronutrients. So what I want you to do is I want you to track your food for a few days, see where you're at, and then from there, take a moderate deficit. That means like no more than 500 calories. And if that is bringing you down below your basal metabolic rate, 
which is something that you're just going to burn at rest. Your body's just going to need that to survive. Then I don't want you to go that extreme. I want you to take this as a moderate approach. Remember, we're trying to lose body fat. We're not trying to lose our minds. We're not trying to lose as much weight as quickly as possible because we're going to lose muscle then. We want to lose body fat. Tip number two, we need to focus on protein. This is a non-negotiable because not only do we need it for our health, for our hormones, for a million functions in the body, we also need it for the body recomposition piece, right? To preserve the muscle we have and to build new muscle. So I want you to be aiming for 0.8 to 1.2 grams of of protein per pound of your goal body weight, okay? So if you weigh 100 100 pounds, let's say, and you, this is like for example purposes only. Let's say that you weigh 100 pounds, but you want to lose 20 pounds. This is unrealistic, but you would probably shoot for 80 to 90 grams of protein per day. So that means that you would divide your total amount of protein by the number of meals you're going to eat, and then you would eat 30 to 35 grams of protein, let's say, three times a day. There you go. One and done. Simple Sally. This, I would say the 1.2 grams per pound of body weight is on the higher end, but you're going to need it because you're going to be probably stressed. Your body's going to be needing those amino acids, especially if you are a lady. You are needing more amino acids at certain points in your cycle. So let's just keep it on the higher end. It's also going to help keep you satiated and full because protein is a really filling macronutrient. So when you are in a calorie deficit, guess what? Your body's going to be hungry eventually. It should be. That's a natural response. Don't be scared of it. Fill up on protein. Fill up on whole foods. That's going to be your best friend. And when I say protein, I want you guys eating meat, okay? I want you eating real quality food. If you want to make a couple of protein treats or protein mug cakes, knock yourself out, but it's not going to be optimal when it comes to your digestion, when it comes to nutrition-wise, supporting your body, getting it all the nutrients it needs. Because remember, food is more than just macros. It's also micronutrients, which leads me into pillar number three, eat whole foods, guys. We have to we have to start eating as adults. And th- I say this with so much love and so much care because this is a really big part of why we are seeing the fitness industry change into this holistic health space. Because guess what? All of the influencers who have been pushing nut butters and protein bars and protein everything and protein all the things down your throats for years are now dealing with really serious gut and hormone and health issues because their bodies have literally been malnourished and overloaded with toxins and other things that are not meant to be consumed. So we just really want to keep our diet focused on whole foods, which I mean whole foods, foods that aren't processed, foods that aren't made, foods that are just found, that are grown, foods that are killed, things that are meant to be consumed, things that our body will recognize. And I don't want to deep dive into this, but it's just something that our body's going to function better and actually be in a more optimal state to lose body fat if we keep it super simple. So just, you know, do the perimeter of the grocery store rule, eat things that are found in nature, and you're going to be better off. If you keep it really nutrient dense, it's also really going to help with your adherence because a lot of the times the things that we consume that are processed are really easy to overeat on. And that's not like a you thing. That's a like industry thing that those food products, quote unquote, 
are designed to be highly palatable, meaning they're designed to be overeaten so that you keep eating them so that you keep buying them. So I would just kind of give yourself some parameters there and, you know, have, have some balance in your plan, but also know that like, if those are triggers for you, just, just draw that boundary and say, okay, I'm going to have like my yogurt bowl as my treat and maybe have a Yasso bar as some ice cream or something if I'm really craving it. But otherwise I'm going to really just give my body the nutrients it needs. And I'm not going to set myself up to, let's say, binge on a bag of chips because I keep buying them, even though I know I have a hard time moderating them. The fourth pillar that I want you guys to remember is hydration. Now, if our body is not hydrated properly, it will hold on to body fat as like a protective mechanism. And that's just a small piece of that puzzle. But I want you drinking at least half your body weight in ounces of let please God filter your water or do not drink tap water. If you can't try to source a spring, like a natural spring water and add back in minerals. Any sort of filtered water is not going to be just water itself isn't hydrating, right? It's the minerals and the electrolytes that allow the water to get into our cells to do all the things in the body, right? Minerals are the spark plugs. So we're depleting ourselves of minerals all day long, right? Stress, you know, calorie deficit itself is a stressor, right? We have all of this going on that our body's burning through minerals like magnesium and calcium and potassium and sodium, right? When we train, so we want to be replenishing those. So our body will compensate in not cute ways if we don't replenish. So hydrate at least half your body weight in ounces. If you're a sweater, if you're a big person, I would even up that to, you could do three quarters, um, you could do like three quarters of your body weight in ounces. You don't need to overdo it. You don't need to chug a gallon. If you're peeing all the time, you're not hydrated, okay? Minerals are what are going to allow your body to actually utilize the water and you're not going to be peeing all the time. You should pee a couple times a day. It should be, you know, cloudy. If your kidneys are filtering, it should be, you know, a mild yellow color. It should not be like you are peeing 24-7. Pillar number five, we are going to be moving our bodies. And guess what? It doesn't have to be anything crazy, nothing fancy, okay? What I want you to do if you want to lose body fat is I want you to chase getting strong as heck. Yes, that's what I, you heard me right. Lift three to four days a week and get really good at the basics. The leanest people that you know that are actually toned and healthy hormonally have some freaking muscle mass on them, okay? You'll be able to not only, if you lift consistently and you actually push yourself, you will not only be able to keep the muscle you already have, but you might even build new muscle if you're a newbie. And guess what? This will give you shape. This will give you the appearance of being leaner. This will give you that toned look and it will give you a metabolism that like the literal rock will envy because you will have muscle is super metabolically expensive. So the more muscle you have, the more calories you're going to burn at rest, the easier it's going to be to maintain your physique, the easier it's going to be to lose body fat. And it's just going to give you the right hormonal profile to utilize carbs really well, things like that. So the more you can consistently just fall in love with being strong, right? And this is, this goes beyond your physical like appearance. This goes deeper. This goes into like 
being a healthy human and longevity and being able to do life. But I really want you to focus on just getting a simple strength training program and going from there. And if you are lost in the gym and you're like, okay, Elsie, but I don't want to train like a man, hit me up on Instagram. I will build a program for you for like 50 bucks a month and you will have workouts for days that you just go in, you do it, you go out, have a plan going into the gym. Do not walk in blind because you won't, you won't execute enough efficiently to actually have a productive workout. You don't need to be in there for forever. Honestly, most of my lifts are maybe 45 minutes. I lift maybe three to four days a week right now. If you are really advanced, you can lift more than that, but you don't have to. That's the beauty of it. Cause pillar number six is you're going to probably say, Elsie, but what about cardio? Okay, so what about cardio? Well, if you're a woman and you're listening to this, I want you to really ask yourself, has the cardio bunny approach ever worked for you? Has it ever worked for you? Or has it just skyrocketed your stress hormones, made you ravenously hungry, made you really inflamed, actually maybe made you gain weight because it really spiked your cortisol and bottomed out your sex hormones? I'm I'm assuming that's probably what happened. So what we're going to focus on, number six, walking. Take a daily walk. I want you to take a daily walk. I want you to take two daily walks. Whatever works for you. I'm telling you right now, if you're not already addicted to taking walks, you're going to be. If you make that a non-negotiable, and honestly, you could just say, screw the the rest of this list. You could just say, I'm going to start taking a walk every day. You can do whatever cardio you enjoy, but walking is 100% the most underrated, and it won't hinder your recovery or your hormones, which... I'm not going to be the coach to tell you like how to get shredded with in in a way that's going to harm you long term, right? I want you to get lean and I want you to be able to keep keep it there and like keep your results because you actually are healthy, right? Walking is so good for your hormones, it's so good for your stress levels, it's good for your detoxification, which we'll get into. Um but it's just really like overall like going to be good for your mental health. It's easy. You can multitask. You can do it with people. You can do it inside. You can do it outside. Get a walking pad. It's like a hundred bucks on Amazon. Not a hard thing to do. Get steps in. Okay. Being sedentary is going to hinder your progress if you're trying to lose fat dramatically. So this is like not a new thing. And I know these are not monumental, like groundbreaking ideas, but I'm telling you, if you start actually implementing them, you will feel the change. This really is me speaking to the general population, and I do want to preface, if you've got triggers that you feel like are causing you to overeat that are more so on the emotional side, that's something that you want to dig into and give yourself grace with and maybe address. Honestly, I would highly recommend addressing that stuff before you attempt to go into a fat loss phase where you are having to put your body under stressors that like require you to restrict food in any way, shape, or form, or manipulate or control food. A lot of times we need to do the mental and the relationship with food work first before we dive in. Um, So I just want to make that preface and that differentiation here because it is different depending on the individual. And so a lot of this advice is for the general population who has a pretty solid, healthy relationship with food and they can compartmentalize that. This last one I know I've talked about, but it is so, so, so important. Your detox pathways. Okay. So as 
women, right, or as humans, we are subjected to so many toxins, right, in our day-to-day. They're in the water. It's in the air. It's in our food. It's in our clothing. It's in the products we use, right? Our body has to process those things and then detoxify them, right? So a lot of our systems are very, very overburdened. And so we've got several detox pathways. We've got our skin. We've got our bowels. We've got our kidneys and our liver. We've got our lymphatic system. All of these things are working to get things out of the body. If these things are stuck, and you will you will know if you have weird weight gain, if you and there you can Google symptoms of like an, a burdened liver, right? If you have hormonal issues, these things are all typically caused by our body not being able to handle the toxin load it's given, right? It just over time becomes it becomes too much. And so what you can do is you can start to become more aware of one how you can lower the burden that you're putting on your body. So when I say that, I mean reducing the amount of plastic you use, reducing the amount of products that you use, filtering your water. This is huge. That's something huge. I got a, I got a new um, shower water filter for Christmas. I got a, um, I invested last year in a reverse osmosis filter for my kitchen because I was like, I'm renting. I can't put in a whole house filter. So I d- I'm trying to make effort to protect myself because I'm trying to keep my hormones balanced. I'm trying to keep my body healthy. I have to reduce not only, you know, support the detox I can, but then also reduce the exposure, right? So getting fresh air, grounding, um, supporting basically your body's ability to handle all this stuff that it's thrown at, which is higher than it has ever, ever, ever been. Um, and so, yes, you can reduce the exposure, like buying organic, you know, trying to really minimize the the processed toxic food that you're taking in. But then also, I really, really and always encourage my clients to be aware and I try to educate them on things like helping detoxify your liver because guess what? That's its job naturally. You don't need a detox. You don't need to go buy a, a detox you know, cleanse, you need to start helping your body do what it does on its own. And sometimes that means doing a short fast. Sometimes that means doing a castor oil pack, um, doing manual lymph work, because that's going to help your body, your lymph, your lymphatic system is what's kind of, if you imagine just, uh, this is a really kind of butchered explanation, but it's like the, the water, um, pathways under your skin, let's say. So it's your, um, your spleen, your vessels, your lymph nodes. It's all there and it's all working, but it doesn't have a pump. So guess what? We have to help it. So dry brushing, sauna, cold plunge, um, movement, rebounding, jumping, doing legs up the wall can all help your lymphatic system. And I like to do a manual lymph massage. So if you haven't already, Google the big six lymph massage. And you'll find a video or an explanation. I usually do that daily while I'm in the shower just to make sure that you're getting things out. Because if things don't get out, they get stuck. And guess how your body wants to get rid of fat? It wants to get rid of it through your detox pathways. It can't do that, right? If it's stuck with a bunch of other issues and it can't detoxify things and then we end up not well. So support your detox pathways, get educated, um, I, like I said, easy, very easy, easy things, castor oil packs, um, doing lymphatic massage, dry brushing, sitting in the sauna, sweating, sweating is huge. If you don't sweat, that's a really, really red flag that your 
detox pathways in your lymphatic system are clogged or that they are having a hard time detoxifying. Um, if you get acne, that's a sign that your lymphatic system is trying to push stuff out through your skin. So what's going on there? If you get constipated, then you are not detoxing, right? So these are all things we just want to start paying attention to. And this is kind of what I address with my clients who maybe their body doesn't seem to be responding to typical fat loss protocols or to typical, um, like they're, they're just not feeling well. We usually address detox pathways. And last but not least, guys, give yourself a realistic timeline. So I'm talking two to four months, say, I am going to, if you know you're at maintenance, because that's really crucial, if you are not consistent with really basic things like water and like sleep and like steps, focus on that first before you go and try a, to throw a calorie deficit in, right? Get in the gym, get walking, do the basics, but then give yourself a realistic timeline, like let's say 16 weeks, 12 to 16 weeks. That's a pretty good starting point. You can take that plan in some diet breaks. You want to get in, you want to get out, right? And the rest will likely come out in the wash. Just be consistent with what feels manageable to you. So like I said, this was a long list. If you can choose one to two things tomorrow to focus on, and then maybe when you get get confident there in a couple of weeks, you add in two more things, right? Give yourself grace. This is not a race or this is, this is a marathon, you know, it is not a sprint. So your body wants to be healthy. If you give it the tools, you give it the space and you give it the time frame to do so, it will respond. But if you're struggling and you're lost and you're like, I'll see, this is overwhelming. Um, I am running a few exclusive specials for the few spots that I do have left on my personal roster right now. So if you want coaching, if you're like, Elsie, this all sounds great, but help me apply it. Because guess what? I know you don't need more information. You need guidance. You need help making it make sense in your life, right? So that's what I do. <laughs> so that's why I'm here. And I know that you guys are bombarded with so much noise and so many opinions, and I just want to help make it simple for you and make it clear so that you can get to feeling good in your skin and feeling confident and feeling healthy and feeling energized and feeling like yourself again. But I hope you guys are starting off the new year strong and happy and healthy, and I'm here if you need me. A really important piece that I also feel like I'm just beating a dead horse, I know, but sleep is so crucial and especially so in a fat loss phase. Just in terms of your overall health though, we really underestimate sleep and the amount and even the self experiments that I've done on myself where I'm experimenting with going to bed at the same time, waking up at the same time, how much sleep I need, like really listening to my body. I dramatically notice a dip in my recovery when I don't get enough sleep or if I stay up really late just because it spikes up your cortisol the next day. It lowers your insulin sensitivity. So you feel like you're kind of hungry, but nothing satisfying, nothing satiating. You really just don't get the boost of human growth hormone, which is what we actually need to recover our muscles, lose body fat. Like our body gets into the deep inner workings right at night. So our organs, like, it is doing this cellular cleanup at night when we're sleeping. If we even for a few nights in a row don't get enough sleep, it can really affect our recovery and our progress. So what I like to do is I like to most of the time, and obviously guys, this is not tried and true, like for you don't have to set in stone this for your every single day and never ever go out a day in your life. But most of the time, that's what matters. 
going to sleep around the same time, getting to bed by 10 p.m. because our natural melatonin peaks at 10 p.m. So if we don't get to bed by that time, we're going to get a second wave of cortisol, which is going to disrupt our sleep for the rest of the night. It's going to disrupt our blood sugar. I like to, I talk to kind of about um, meal timing, but what really helps me is getting my last meal in like two to three hours before I go to sleep so that it isn't disrupting me. And then that way I'm able to get really deep sleep, fall asleep, stay asleep, not waking up at two or 3 a.m. to pee because that's a sign of dysregulated blood sugar, of high stress hormones, of your liver not functioning optimally. And so we really just like have to protect that precious sleep at nighttime so that our body can do its thing because really it's going to take care of us. It's going to detoxify. It's going to do all those things if we create space for it to do so. So that's really what it's about. Um, and we just want to avoid that trickle down effect of not being able to adhere, being more hungry, um, having less willpower, having less energy the next day if we're not getting good sleep. Like it's just going to make it that much harder for ourselves. So all in all, sleep, huge priority. Check it off your list. Make that a foundational piece. Next step is give yourself a realistic timeline, guys. I'm talking like two to four months. Plan in your diet breaks, plan to get in and get out. We are not meant to live in a diet forever. So if you're somebody who has been living at maintenance, you know you've been eating enough, you don't need to spend a lot of time. If you do it correctly and you are strategic and you are consistent, you should be able to get in and out and see a really good amount of progress in two to four months if you're following your plan. So like I said, plan in for diet breaks. You know, maybe there's a couple days where you have some refeeds. Maybe there are days where you take off from tracking. For both mental and physical reasons, we want to avoid metabolic adaptation as much as possible. So I like to do either a carb cycle randomly. I like to do a diet break. I like to do a refeed. Make sure you're taking those deloads. But set a timeline and don't let this become a new lifestyle where you diet forever, right? We want to focus on the big picture here nutrition periodization as well. So that's going to be you're at maintenance right now. You take two to four months, you go into a deficit, you make adjustments as you need there. But then when you're done and you're like, okay, my body's done dieting, I'm, I'm over it, or I've reached my goal even better, you get to reverse diet out. Then you take that, you know, couple of probably four to six weeks, bring your calories back up, you're back up at maintenance, you get to keep your results, your metabolism's firing again, you're healthy. And it's like, that's how it should be, right? That's a timeline that you can look at and not think, oh my gosh, if I'm dieting, this is going to be what it's like for the rest of my, my life. No, there's times where we tune, fine tune and we dial it in a little bit. And then there are times where we're at maintenance and we have more flexibility, but I don't want you to stress about this. Obviously, this is what I do as a coach. I want you to give yourself grace, know that it's not a race. It's a marathon. Give yourself time. Um, and the rest will likely come out in the wash. So that's what I have for you guys today. I really, really, really hope that you took things away from this. If you gleaned any value, any knowledge, any motivation, go ahead and give us a follow on, on Spotify. Share this with a friend. Share it on your Instagram story. Tag me. Connect with me. That is the whole point here, guys. We need our community. We need connection. And I cannot wait to crush 2024 with you.